0: So, I mean, you're not suggesting that a headless body kicked his way out of a large morgue freezer, are you? Are you? Hello, and welcome to Kipden's Truth, the Essential X Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby, and I'm Laura. And this week, we have a new guest, Zoe. Hi. Welcome. Thanks
1: for having me, guys.
0: Welcome. Yeah. Uh, this week, we are talking season four, episode 12, Leonard Betts. Uh, this episode aired January 26, 1997. It was written by Vince Gilligan, John Scheiben, and Frank Spotnitz, so the John Gilnitz crew, and directed by Kim Manners. Zoe, what is your relationship with the X-Files? Am I doing this out of the order? Who knows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was good. all good. Um, my relationship with the X-Files is effectively non-existent. Um, so I knew all about it when it was on, but I was probably too young at the time to really kind of engage with it. I think my first memory of knowing it was a thing was when, I um, don't know if you guys know the song Mulder and Scully by Catatonia. So yeah, they were mm-hmm. like big for a hot minute in like 90s uk circles um so that was probably like the first reference to them i ever kind of picked up on but i was still again quite young um and so i know Gillian and david more from other things they've done like i've watched nearly all of californication so for me like david will always be hank moody and so to see him like <laughs> to see him in this is quite different like he's actually really like wound down like in terms of uh <laughs> yeah, yeah not quite so intense maybe it just... um <laughs> hmm and then, like, Jillian, I've seen mainly in kind of her kind of mini okay. series and stuff. So, um, like, The Fall is, like, one of my favorite shows and stuff. So,
0: yeah. Okay, okay. Um, this is actually kind of perfect because since this episode aired after the, the Super Bowl 31,
1: yeah,
0: this was actually a lot of people's first episode of The X-Files. This had the most viewers ever for an X-Files episode. It's, like, 29 million people watched it. Yeah. Uh, Because it was, like, right after the Super Bowl. And so, yeah, it's kind of perfect.
1: Yeah, when we were watching it, I watched it first once, through with my husband, and he said the same thing. He was like, oh, this was a Super Bowl episode. And he was like, you know, quite brave choices, (laughs) considering they went quite mainstream with this episode. Um, Although I don't still really know anything about where it sits within, like, the wider um the wider series or anything so they, i've got a few kind of questions mm-hmm. maybe as we go as to kind of like why did they say it like this or like whatever so we'll see if we, <laughs> if, we, if we if we get to those as we go
0: yeah for sure yes so you the viewer it's 1997 super bowl 31 just ended brett Favre led the packers to defeat the patriots 35 21 and the super bowl mvp confusingly, was not confusingly for the game, but confusingly for the game of football was Desmond Howard, the kick returner, because he returned to kickoff for 99 yards, setting the Super Bowl record. I was very surprised that the kick returner was the MVP. Yeah, that's really surprising. This was Fox's first ever Super Bowl hosted, because they bought the rights to stream, um, they bought the rights to the NFL in 1993 for $1.3 billion. (laughs) Um, they like, actually revolutionized the way like the NFL is uh, broadcast. So it's kind of cool. but that's a whole story. Maybe I'll link it in the description <laughs> if I remember. Uh, anyway, you tune in, and suddenly there is a headless corpse just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> so the plot of this episode is Mulder drags Scully to Pittsburgh to investigate the case of a missing headless body from the morgue which leads to them chasing a man with unbelievable regenerative properties, including regrowing his own head. Much debating and flirting goes on as Mulder (laughs) tries to convince Scully of this inconceivable biological fact. At the end of the episode, our monster, Leonard Betts, gives Scully some bad news. And also, I'm sick, so I sound sick, so apologies.
1: Aren't we all? Uh, To the (laughs) listeners.
0: It'll be fine. So we open on an ambulance in Pittsburgh. And a woman is driving and the guy in the back is, you know, doing all the work. And he he says about the guy's condition, uh, up to his ass in alligators. Which I thought was a weird phrase, but then I realized I think I have heard this idiom, but like in a different fashion, like up to your eyes in alligators is something I think I've heard before.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a, a weirder one, I must say. Yeah.
1: It's a complete foreign language to me,
0: evidently. <laughs> 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 exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just got a ton of different things going on and a lot of things that are, you know, equally need more focus. Anyway, Uh. also the la- the man in the back is Leonard Betts, uh, played by Paul McCrane, who is from ER, which is like part of the reason I invited you on is because I know you love ER.
1: Yeah. So it's really funny because those opening scenes, did it not say Pittsburgh PA? Like it could have been an ER episode. I mean, obviously like the the <laughs> name of the district and everything on the ambulance and all that kind of thing would be different. It doesn't all say like Chicago hospitals mm-hmm. or whatever, but like so much of this, I'm just like, this could be an episode of ER. like. It could be, like, you know, the the backstory of Robert Romano, like, before he becomes the, like, cocky-ass doctor that we know. Like, he could have been, like, you know, humble EMT or paramedic. And even, like, the girl in the ambulance with him, she's, like, for any ER fans out there, she's, to me, a white Sandy Lopez. Like, literally everything about her down to, like, the <laughs> way she has her hair tied back. I'm just, like, this is literally, like if they'd whitewashed the character of Sandy Lopez and put her on a few seasons earlier. So it, it was really, yeah. Like to begin with, I was kind of like, am I watching a different show? Um, Cause it didn't quite, <laughs> it has, it has exactly the same vibe. I was going to ask that like ominous music at the beginning. So the like kind of low pitch, like third kind of music at the beginning. Is that in every episode or is that just in this one? I don't know. You might not have really um, picked it out.
0: Uh, I think this I think the music I recognize before. Um, some of the other like uh music that Mark Show does, like, I don't think I've really heard before, but um the like tutu yep. tutu, I think has been in the uh the show before. Because I think that's
1: the main thing that kind of distracts from the fact that this isn't just a medical, you know, procedural that there's gonna be something <laughs> else to like look out for. Mm-hmm. Is that, that- that kind of ominous music in the background like were it not for that I would yeah 100% think like this is an episode of you
0: yeah yeah I wonder how much like Kim Manners purposely directed that because like it it was kind of directed in a way that I wouldn't say the X-Files is typically like not too deviated from it but like some of it I was like I feel like this is him just trying to like copy er <laughs>
1: I mean could be. I mean, what was it, ninety-seven? So they'd like won their SAG award by this point. So it could be like generally like, yeah, I'm trying to like emulate something that's like been successful, especially if it's gonna be on after the Super Bowl, gonna get that new viewership as mm-hmm, a way mm-hmm. of kind of pulling them in. Um but he wasn't on ER yet. So Paul McCrane joined season four, so that was probably a year after this. So I wouldn't be surprised if his performance okay. in this episode is like contributed to his casting, maybe. Um Mm -hmm. because I think apart from the only other thing people really recognize him from is fame but like when he's in fame he was like a kid with a ginger afro so like (laughs) he looks very different and he sings and he's just like completely everything that like either of these characters (laughs) isn't so um, quite funny actually because I know you've already mentioned it but like when he does come back to life like my husband would just like he's gonna live forever
0: I'm like no stop it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> perfect so he's he's like this whiz Betts is this whiz and he just diagnoses him with a or attention pneumothorax i'm not good with medical terms but he said it looked like a cardiac arrest but it was actually like something with his lungs
1: uh attention pneumothorax is just a punctured lung i believe from oh, okay, from okay. from watching many medical Um, dramas over the years
0: and he just immediately is like oh this dude has cancer i know this obviously (laughs) (laughs) as you do and so she's you know she's like wow that's incredible leonard and then how did you know that immediately just like hit by like a tow truck back of the cab just smashed to bits (laughs) uh she gets out of the car to find leonard she doesn't really care about the patient she's like whatever and know what happened I to
1: the know. patient like <laughs> that was like my main thought from here on was just like so we just left that guy to die then basically like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah also leonard was like he's dying of cancer he's no longer dying of cancer he's <laughs> just dead <here>. now <laughs> um and she finds she goes around the wreckage and she finds Leonard Betts' body and then his head a little ways away so completely decapitated really gnarly
1: it's funny I don't know how much you guys know about ER I will promise I'll stop mentioning it after a while (laughs) but um so his character Paul um, McCrane's character in ER um, is renowned for spoilers for like season 7 or 8 of ER I can't remember off the top of my head um But he loses his arm, like it gets cut off by the tail rotor of a helicopter. And so I do kind of think, like, have they always planned for him to lose a part of his body or just like the actor have some kind of like dismemberment fetish or something? I'm just like, I don't know why this keeps happening to this guy. Like, why we see him headless, then he's armless for a while. Like, yeah.
0: They look at this man and they're like, he looks like he would lose a limb. Yeah, exactly. He He has that vibe, doesn't ER have like multiple helicopter incidences? Yeah.
1: So then, spoiler for season ten of ER, he actually gets killed when uh, a helicopter falls on him. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's funny because uh, apparently the
2: actors—I
1: the, know—apparently the actor like asked for that to happen. I don't know what how much truth there is <laughs> in that, but like they were worried about kind of killing him off anyway. I think, and he was just like, you know, it'd be great mm-hmm. if like second time helicopter gets his vengeance like <laughs> just falls on him um
0: my old foe the helicopter finally like, gets it <laughs> exactly. gets it in for me <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly so i think there must. someone must have written some kind of crossover fic of like leonard betts getting in a helicopter and like i don't know i need to i need to like Troll through FF <laughs> and stuff just to find like who in the nineties was just like going to town with like dismembering exactly. every every part of uh, Paul McCrane's body. I'm sure. I'm sure that's gotta be out there somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're in the morgue, and Leonard Betts, R.I.P., uh, is in the drawer, and then Bogdan we'll is it, just listening to his Walkman, vibing. Uh, that very iconic yellow Walkman.
1: Mm-hmm. I, everyone in the '90s had that same one, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think I had like I had like the CD player. Yeah. Like it wasn't a Walkman, but it was like I just very like loved my CD player. Always listened to it, but also it was just so funny because you walk around and it skips because the CD pounces. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like
2: another time, honestly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my parents had a Walkman in the 90s but we weren't allowed to touch it because it was like a precious object
1: <laughs> I kept using mine through till like I think like 2005-ish I, I just used to record my CDs onto cassette and just listen to the Walkman because exact same problem getting a double-decker bus to school every day for like 15 miles the last thing you want is your <laughs> CD skipping like every two seconds so you know, yeah. in my mind, they were actually a cut above a CD player in in terms of your, your portable music <laughs> options back then. The pre-ipod yes, yes. era, yeah.
0: So he hears this thumping and he goes to check it out. And he sees Leonard's head and he's like, okay, what? that's weird. But then we see someone come up behind him and cold cock him, knock him out. And then we see the man, the great shot, great shot, Kim Manners, of, the, like, kind of metal, shiny, I think it's the doors or it's some other equipment. So, we just see the body. So, we can see it doesn't have a head, but not clearly enough that it's, like, spooky. It's just, like, the distortion of the metal. Like, just an incredible shot. I, I love this cold open. To me, like, this is just, like, one of the absolutely most iconic X-Files cold opens there is. Um, incredible chef's kiss this episode is like so x-files like incredible
1: i couldn't believe it was still the cold open like when i went back and watched it a second <laughs> yeah. time round to take notes i was like oh we haven't had the credits yet like there was me with like half a page of notes already yeah. <laughs> i'm like does much more <laughs> yeah, happen yeah. after this like what's gonna keep going on
0: <laughs> yeah you 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 also see this cold open and you're like, okay, I can see where Vince Gilligan got the Breaking Bad cold opens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: We get the credits. And then we have our intrepid heroes, Mulder and Scully, uh, at the scene. Scully opening the door labeled Leonard Betts and inspecting it and seeing the fo- the footprints on the door. <laughs> and um, Mulder, Mulder, like, First line of the episode he has is uh, pretty cozy. Who who would ever want to leave? So this is his like okay. So he's in a very jokey mood. Like Mm -hmm. this is that kind of episode, you know? Quips for days. Um. So Mulder fills her in like uh, he was an EMT, heavily decorated. Um, lost his head, literally, and um, no alarms trip, no sign of a break in. Pretty weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like you could just tell he's like Beatty and Scully. He's like, okay, like, what do you think happened? I have my mm. theories. What about you? And uh, <laughs> her absolutely like incredible. I mean, you're not suggesting that a headless body kicked its way out of a latched morgue freezer, are you? <laughs> and this is where and I his, get like literal. Sh- <laughs> this is where I get quite his, like literal shrug emoji. <laughs>
1: no it's where I get quite confused because I'm thinking like are we not on like season four of like weird extraterrestrial stuff that they're witnessing like why is she so adamant that there's like nothing strange about what's going on like is it just her wanting to like I don't know like rule out all of the kind of obvious things first not that there is an obvious thing I can't think of one beyond breaking and entering like what else could Mm -hmm. have happened um but yeah, I'm just kind of like, well, what, what's her explanation? Like, if there is no, whatsoever, like no foul play or anything, like, what is her explanation other than something alien? I don't know. I think she she likes to
0: make him work for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, because like she does kind of start to believe him at the end, but she, he's got to work. This is a big leap. Yeah, especially he, for he needs her, to yeah. put in the work before she's gonna just dive right in.
2: Yeah, dive right into, like, a headless corpse slash just full-on regeneration.
0: <laughs> but she does have this, like, it's kind of this, um like, whereas, like, Moeller has this, like, unwavering faith in the supernatural. She has this unwavering faith in science. Mm. And so, like, as ludicrous as he comes off, like, sometimes she is meant to come off as equally ludicrous for believing that, like, science always has the answers. Mm-hmm. But this also makes it really compelling to me. I really like it. But yeah, she, she's like, no, you're going to... This is very, like, circumstantial evidence, Mulder. You're going to have to do more than just, like, feet, prints, and, like, no sign of a break-in. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. And her theory is, well, body snatching, you know? People need corpses for medical schools and... It makes way more sense than a headless body clicking its way out of a work freezer. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. 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 But then Mulder, you know, very rightly points out, well, there are lots of non-headless bodies they could have taken. And it's like, you know what? You do have a point there, buddy. And someone barges in and they have security screen grabs. So we see someone leaving, but they're like, the head part is like all fuzzy you could just see someone in the Morgantina's clothes, but not their head—the <laughs> crucial part. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of like classic VHS distortion tape you used to get. You know, when you like watch something to death <laughs> over the years, and by the end of it, it's like, yeah, you can't
0: see a mm-hmm. half of this anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, Scully suggests that the the perp dumped the body, so they go to the medical waste processing. And Scully suits up. She's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna put the little arm covers on and dig dig into this big medical waste bin." Yep. <laughs> and uh, Mulder's like, "Uh, do we have to?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. It's I mean, they're in bags and everything, but
2: okay. It is pretty funny when she's like, "No, actually, you absolutely have to. You have longer arms. I need you." And he <laughs> gets just, your long so arms do in it. here. It feels like really good, like, like revenge for like how <laughs> sassy he was earlier.
0: Yeah. So they find Leonard Betts's head, but not his body. It's not big enough for that. And so muller's like, "Okay, you autopsy the head. I'll go see how Leonard Betts lives." and scully's lived (laughs) yeah sure whatever (laughs) so scully's doing the autopsy i love i love scrub scully i love dr scully she's very hot in this episode i mean they both are but (laughs) yeah there was a scene where i was like "Ooh, look at her go so she you know notes there's no rigor mortis the eyes aren't cloudy and right as she's about to cut into him the eyes open. Oh my god! And the mouth <laughs> moves. <freaky>. This <laughs> is she a- drops the scalpel. It's just like, oh no, no, we're not doing this.
2: So this is a very good convincing, like robotic head prop. Like it's really good. I think it's. I think it's his real head.
1: Yeah, is it I not, mean, not it's like? like that yeah, is it like it looked like they had maybe like a kind of sheet over him. With like
2: oh, a- I'm dumb. <laughs>
1: but i don't know oh, it's like okay. i was thinking I, like how have they done this and then i was like no that has to be him like has to be
0: yeah i feel like i've seen like a behind the scenes shot somewhere of like his head i was like this is it's such a good prop there. for the x-files like <laughs> it's because it's not a prop <laughs> <laughs> this is the power of practical like
2: effects practical <laughs> effects for the win <laughs>
0: So then we have Mulder, you know, in Betsy's apartment. We do see someone scurry right before Mulder enters. And Mulder goes into the bathroom. Also, this dude lives in like a studio. We need to pay our EMTs more. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: maybe why you went into medicine, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I don't want my EMT making like 15 an hour.
2: <laughs> like, I would I like them to be paid more. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, yeah, it's, like, an ongoing theme throughout, like, a lot of medical dramas is, like, how little everyone mm-hmm. up to kind of, like, a senior, like, uh, head of department in a hospital basically just gets paid nothing, like, loads of storylines and, like, not just ER, but I'm trying to think of other shows from that era, of, like, them all going on strike or doing a rule to work or whatever, um... Mm-hmm. so many like interactions around like you'll pay me like there's one episode in like season 11 or something where it's kind of like a covid uh scenario but it's like a monkeypox or something so basically there's this like virus going around the er and like nobody knows what it is or where it's come from and then the staff that were there for the diagnosis all end up having to like quarantine in the hospital while it's closed for like two weeks or something and so we see them like interacting whilst they're locked down um, and at the end of it, like the the nurse that was there, she's like, so, like punching out, saying, like, so I get two weeks overtime, right? <laughs> it's like just that interaction completely <laughs> just shows you everything that you need to know about like how little like healthcare staff are getting paid. That she just comes out of this like harrowing life or death situation, and the first thing is like, that you'll pay me <laughs> two weeks overtime.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, my paycheck's gonna look great though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. Mulder finds the, I think it's iodine. I thought it was blood, but it doesn't have blood consistency, so I think it's just like weirdly colored iodine on the yeah. floor. I don't know, but um, he does find the uh, morgue attendants' clothes, and then Scully calls, and the very the, it really threw me at back. The phone ringing, like the very that's that's a nineties uh, ringtone, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I feel like their phones are a little too big. I don't know. I guess the nineties they were that big.
2: I yeah, think so. They were pretty big still.
0: Yeah. I guess I didn't really get a phone until like the two thousands. No, I and didn't Mine either. weren't that big.
1: Yeah, I kinda think that like it was funny when they kept like calling each other and saying like, hi, it's Mulder or whatever, because I was like, Well, who else is it gonna be? Like how many people have cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess someone could be calling you from a landline, but like honestly, like yeah. I don't remember anybody they don't have, like, having one at that point in time. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love. They're very iconic. Like Mulder, it's me. Scully, it's me. Like, oh my god, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who else is calling them? <laughs> no one else. They have no other friends.
1: Exactly. Like, who would call them?
0: Like, nobody. <laughs> so, Skinner calls Scully, and it's like Scully, it's me. And she's like Mulder, is like, no, Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> And she, you know, says, OK, well, you know, I've been doing like PET scans on uh, Betts' head and they keep coming out cloudy. It's very weird. This is a very expensive and high tech technology. It shouldn't be doing this. And then Mulder's like, well, OK, well, like, what well, how did that autopsy go? And she's like, well, I haven't done it yet, technically. <laughs> <laughs> and her very like uh, well uh I experienced an unusual degree of postmortem galvanic response <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> her just like trying to scientifically explain like it moved and it freaked me out very
2: much <laughs> also her not wanting to admit to him that it moved like
1: yeah still looking for that yes, science yes, yes. explanation for what was going on at this point
0: <laughs> yeah yeah she's like clinging onto it like a life raft <laughs> And Mulder's blinked or winked. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> uh, but he's he's just teasing her. He loves it. He's living his best life, and he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna put the, you know, apartment under surveillance saying this while Bets is, like, in the iodine-fold t- bathtub. <laughs> One thing I did pick
1: up on is several times, I think it may only have been twice in the episode, but, like, more than once, he, like, loves to, like, tell her that he's calling the local PD to get them to put up a scene. And I'm just, like... Like it kind of goes without saying. Like, do you have to tell her this? But he like explicitly tells it in like the same words twice during the episode. I'm just like, is this like meant to like impress her? Like, what what are you expecting her to say to that? Like, she'll just be like, yeah, whatever you need to do. Like, it's not a big deal. But he's like, no, but I'm
0: doing this. I'm making sure you know that I'm doing this. He's 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 like mansplaining like procedure there. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And. This is the part where I'm, like, a little, like, nitpicky, I guess, because, like, to me, they're, so they're like, why wouldn't Bets? why wouldn't his head grow a new body instead of his body growing a new right. head? exactly, yeah. exactly. Because, like, it's, that's the central nervous system, like, it doesn't, it doesn't make as much sense to have, like, the head grow a new body, it's like, nothing is controlling this, anyway, unless yeah. the aura, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. The the new body should grow from the head, not the other way around.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They probably just thought, like,
1: oh, less effort, you know? Like, a head's only, like, this much. As opposed to, like, you know. Not that he's the tallest guy in the world. He's actually quite short. Which is quite funny. (laughs)
0: Leonard Betts would need his mom to get his head and, like, put it in iodine (laughs) for, like, four weeks. (laughs) That would be so funny. He's like, He's gonna look like a Benjamin Button ass bitch. Like (laughs) (laughs) But we do get that great shot of like his head popping out of the iodine and like it's like I guess he kind of looks like Deadpool. Like kind of you know, his skin is still really fresh and it's like almost an
1: orange color, like between the iodine and like the raw skin, he's like
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So Muller goes to get some info about bets from his old partner Michelle and she gives like a lot of helpful information of like oh he's like really good at diagnosing cancer he like helped out at cancer wards he's brilliant and he never got sick that was kind of weird and well there's just like interesting interesting I have I I can work with this I can craft an absolutely batshit theory from this <laughs> <laughs> and he does oh, because absolutely. that's how he is mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Scully is back to doing the science and is too afraid to cut into Bets's head, so she decides to dip it in epoxy, so you can cut it into sheets. Which I've seen this; I've done like uh, the they do that exhibit where they like have a bunch of bodies they've cut into sheets. Oh yeah, wow. and I went to see it once. It was pretty cool.
1: It just reminds me of like the kind of lunch meat you'd get as a kid that was in the shape of like a bear or something, and then it's just like cut into <laughs> slices like that. <laughs> I was just like yeah there's a reason I could never eat that again and it's not just because I'm not seven years old <laughs> anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah very spooky <laughs> and Mulder making another stupid joke about <laughs> or you have a very good paperweight and his <laughs> stupid little grant I love it I'm obsessed with it and we find out Bats is f- fully made of cancer yeah <laughs> It doesn't make a lick of sense scientifically, but let's go for
2: it. Oh, It does not make any sense scientifically at all. I was like,
0: this is going to drive Laura notes. (laughs) It's (laughs) just like this episode.
2: (laughs) It's to the extent, honestly, with the cancer stuff that I just have to ignore it because there's no (laughs) getting around it. And it's also just like so wrong. It's just it's just so wrong. It's just no impossible. He would he would be dead. Just
0: right. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not that cancer cells grow, like, they grow too much and inappropriately.
2: Right. Like, they, they don't, it's not like that. Act like they grow into, like, healthy functioning cells. They don't. They, like, grow into more cancerous cells that don't function properly and, like, all of your entire, like, organ systems would be fucked up. Like, you would just die.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like these cells aren't doing their normal tasks. They're right. just growing. Right like yeah and it like they just keep like they kind of like get stuck in the growth cycle like they don't do like regular right. cell
2: functions it's not like it's regeneration of healthy cells it's just proliferation of cancer cells mm.
1: this was yeah. the only reason that maybe the like regrowing the head thing could work because like i'm assuming the original head was once healthy and that's what gave him all of his like bodily function and then it became cancer. So maybe that's why like a healthy head regrew and then it just becomes cancer in like no time. But I don't know.
0: Potentially. Yeah, possibly.
1: I mean this isn't real science.
0: <laughs> and then we have the scene of Michelle recognizing Leonard Betts from the radio because he uses the up to your top your up to your ass in alligators. I'm like so i I think for a while, I read this as like Leonard Betts just like really help likes helping people that he just like immediately goes back to work when he's like shouldn't like go back to the scene of the crime, but also, I think it is like he does need those cancer he need he does need the access, I think it's more so about it is like the- yeah and then you have also to... how does he pass a background screening yeah, yeah. and how
1: do the rest of the paramedics like not a single one is like oh the new guy looks like that guy that just <laughs> lost his head like not a single <laughs> one <laughs> of them is <laughs> like
2: <laughs> he went back to the yeah. same hospital in the same town instead of like going to a different town in a different hospital
0: yeah and i think then he went to a different hospital but it was the same town but yeah. when his partner was looking for him they were just like
1: oh yeah the new guy is over there like they don't question who she is, so I assume they knew who she was, and if they knew who she was, then they must have known who he was. It does none of it makes any
0: sense. We do get Mulder's hippie friend Chuck Burks. He's like a doctor at like the University of Maryland and I like when he shows up. He's very fun. Mulder just taking Scully to meet his like crank friends and she's just like making fun of them.
1: (laughs) Is he the guy that's like half a bald head, half Hair? <laughs> that guy? <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make sense of his yeah, haircut yeah. probably more than anything else and was like
0: <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, okay, like they brought a little slice of Leonard Betts. and he's like, I'm gonna take a picture of his aura. It's like <laughs> yeah, we're doing aura photography. <laughs> I like
2: I like how Mulder used a more technical term and then the doctor was like, No, I prefer aura <laughs> photography.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh Scully's like his him saying coronal discharge and she's just like coronal discharge <laughs> what <laughs> and i love when uh, he puts the sheet he takes the picture he puts the sheet into like the liquid to develop it And you can see the actor, like, reach under the sheet he put in to pull out the one with the shoulders. I'm like, you couldn't cut away or you just...
2: It's also, he put it in one, like, wash. Like, it's a series of washes to develop x-ray, though. (laughs) Like, it's not that much more complicated, but it was just like, doop, doop, it's ready. (laughs)
1: Literally like something from, like, a 90s craft, like, kids show or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what next? Yeah. We're doing paper mache,
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> and so we do see from the photo, ph- uh, photography some shoulders. So it's like, oh, this man was decapitated. Like How weird is that? I'm like, okay, the scene. Like, I like the scene, but it also feels pretty unnecessary, to be honest.
2: Yeah, it felt pretty weak to me. Like, I like the dude. I think it's kind of funny, but it's also like, what? Okay, all this. Does is say that there might be shoulders? Like we already knew he used to have shoulders. Yeah. Like
1: yeah, we've already yeah, seen like, the shoulders. What? Yeah, <laughs> is that guy recurring? Like, like the um, his hippie medic friend with the aura <laughs> Doctor Is he a yeah. recurring
0: character? Okay, he, he's not in like a ton of episodes, but he's in a few, and he's fun. I like him. But like this was enough to like make Mulder so excited. He's like buzzy with excitement. He's like, okay, perfect. And um Scully's like, that was that was nothing. That was crank nonsense. Like that didn't prove anything, Mulder. Like, she literally right. did not prove a single thing. <laughs> she is so right. <laughs> yep. And like Mulder's like, Okay, like, I'm just spitballing here, Scully, but like what if Bet's was like entirely made of cancer and she's just like Buddy, no. <laughs> and he's like, Okay, but like just powering through it, like what if it's his life force, like kept a blueprint, and he could like regrow limbs? And she's like, "No, like no <laughs> mammal can regrow limbs. Like what the fuck are you talking about, buddy?" <laughs> and then the salamander comparison then comes along, like, <laughs> "Yes, she's like it's
1: not salamander; it's a human."
0: <laughs> yes, like they're like salamanders are like definitely like a few steps below like humans and like the evolutionary mm-hmm. right? like they have like a way less like robust you know central nervous system and like they're just less complex creatures like it's mm-hmm. easy for them to regrow limbs because they're like not as complex as humans and and like he doesn't care about that at all
2: <laughs> then he doubles down with the worm example <laughs> yes
0: like, like yeah he's like more okay primitive. i'll go
2: simpler <laughs> I'll go to a simpler organism than a salamander.
0: Proving her point <laughs> yeah. entirely. Uh, like worm. You cut a worm in half, you get two. Mulder, they're worms. Mulder, they're worms! <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene because I do have a button. I bought like a bunch of Mulder pins and one of them is a picture of him from the scene and the text just says worms. <laughs> <laughs> worms. Worms. <laughs> Scully is doing actual helpful inf- like research and she finds out, she has Danny run the figure press and finds out about Albert Tanner. Yeah. Leonard Betts' is at, alias. And that like, Albert Tanner does have a mother who lives in Pittsburgh. I didn't know this until I looked at the Wikipedia, but she says lives right here in Pittsburgh. They're in Maryland right I now. I know,
2: <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, I thought y'all were at the University of Maryland. Like, I know everything is like, Close by in the northeast, but I was like, "You're not in Pittsburgh anymore, though." <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. would probably be the equivalent of me going halfway across England or like the whole way across England. Like it's not that near on <laughs> the grand scheme of things.
2: <laughs> Maryland and Piss. I don't know. Maryland and Pennsylvania are close to each other, but it depends on what part of Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania is yeah. pretty big. I'm actually looking at it P- right Pittsburgh's now.
0: Pittsburgh's all the way on the other side. Of yeah, the... right, so that's like far. I know my knowledge of Pittsburgh from Dance yeah.
1: Moms and <laughs> in Dance Moms, they're like right <laughs> by the border to Ohio because they're like rival school is like mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Ohio. So yeah. I'm showing like my classy mm-hmm, pop culture, like extent of knowledge here. But yeah, like and in general, isn't like Pennsylvania more like <laughs> near Jersey and New York as opposed to down by D.C.?
0: So it's still like a, yeah, an hour Yeah, is uh, closer to New York. Yeah, so okay.
2: Philadelphia is like right near like New York. Delaware, Maryland. Well, it depends Mm on where in Maryland. Because Maryland has like a really weird skinny part that comes out that's like not too far from Pittsburgh. So it depends on where in Maryland Mm. they were, I guess, on how far it could be.
0: What? Maryland only has like two cities, right? (laughs) 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 Annapolis and whatever else. (laughs) Their second city.
2: Baltimore. Baltimore (laughs) is huge. Come on, Shelby. I'm watching the wire right now. I'm sorry to the people of Maryland. (laughs) I'm watching the wire right now. Sorry, come on, Shelby. It's Baltimore. (laughs) Uh,
0: Baltimore and Annapolis. That's two cities. Where's
2: what's the third one?
1: (laughs) Is Annapolis the one that's just like a big suburb of DC? Or am I being even more ignorant?
2: (laughs) Um, Annapolis is the capital, and it's like pretty small. Baltimore is like they're both close to DC. Okay. Okay. Yeah. DC is only like an hour and a half from Baltimore, maybe. Okay. So they go to Albert
0: Tanner slash Leonard Betts' mom's house. And they're like, okay, this is her son. It's the same exact person. (laughs) And and Scully's like, did you know your son recently died? And she says, what do you mean recently? So we find out that Albert Tanner died six years ago. The puzzle continues. Why
1: does he keep dying? Like, is it the fact that he he's just made keeps of cancer? Just means that his, like his body just falls apart easier. Like, I don't yeah, know. Maybe he
0: like needs to shed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, like a, a snake. snake. <laughs> like we see later, his shedding like a snake. It's so gross. <laughs> and Michelle, like we're back to Michelle, and she follows up on her hunch, and she finds the guy from two hundred eight. And she follows him and he kind of lures her away from everybody else. And it is him. It is Leonard Betts. And he hugs her. And after she's a little nervous because, you know, she did see him decapitated. So I wouldn't hug him personally, but (laughs) I guess she just liked him that much.
1: So happy to see him alive again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she was just like, I don't really care. And he says, I just wish you wouldn't have found me. That's all. And so he injects her with sodium chloride and kills her to cover up his secret.
2: Potassium chloride. RIP
0: to Michelle.
2: Yeah, he injects her with potassium chloride, but yeah. What did I say? Sodium chloride. (laughs) Just table salt. (laughs) Injects (laughs) her with salt. (laughs) She just, she she has high blood pressure now. (laughs) It's all the salt.
0: Mike's. My excuse is half my brain is mucus right now.
2: (laughs) It's really the long game for him. It's not the short kill with the potassium chloride. (laughs) It's the long kill of heart disease with the sodium chloride.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, a security guard sees him do something weird to her. And so he chases him. I love how he's like, I can get into my car before the security guard catches up to me. (laughs) It's so... He um but the guard cat uh, you know, tackles him and handcuffs him to his car, but then goes away to check on the woman, of course. So Betts takes this moment to rip off his thumb so he could slip out of the handcuffs. Ugh. Damn. Damn. They did not skip on that thumb too. It looked no. really gnarly. <laughs>
1: I don't know why he had to rip it off because, like, you could just like dislocate it, right, and you'd be able to get out. So, is he just like showing off now? This, like, it's fine. I can regrow another one. Like, <laughs> I don't, to, I don't need to save the thumb. <laughs>
0: that one was from Mulder. He he was a little treat for Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Mulder and Scully are at the scene, and Mulder's, I think, probably his best joke of the evening. Is him holding up the thumb, <laughs> Scully, and
2: saying, <Sistel>
0: <laughs> That was very good. <laughs> and, yeah, so Scully tells him Michelle was murdered with uh, potassium chloride. <laughs> and we get maybe some of, like, my favorite banter, like, scientific banter with between the two of them because it's just, like, really fun, and it's, like, the show is really excelling at this and as like a completely bunk as the whole, like, Oh, it's like cancer. Like as silly as that is, it's like a scientific explanation. The rest of it is like really interesting because Mulder's hypothesis now he's developed it. He had like, you know, a night to like really mull it over, really figure out what he could say to like really, make sure Scully couldn't poke any holes in his series anymore. <laughs> and he says, like, what if he is an evolutionary step? Um, and he says... Is
1: Bets's ability to regenerate any greater leap forward than our ancestors' ability to communicate with language or to walk upright?
0: And Scully's like, that's not how evolution works. Like, it's more of a series of steps. Which, like, okay, first of all, I feel like Scully would have heard about punctual equilibrium. Like... Because so like punctual, so the hypothesis Mulder says, talks about is called punk, punctual equal, punctuated oh, I keep fucking this up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the theory Mulder is talking about is uh, punctuated equilibri- e- equilibrium, and it was, um, let me Pull it, up. it was uh, published in 1972 by Stephen J. Gould and Niles Eldridge. Um. And it's it is the hypothesis that by looking at fossils, they found that uh, evolution happens within like a series of rapid, quick steps that then balance out. So like you know, uh, a, a population being isolated from another, and within that population having a large amount of like genetic drift and and quick um, like genetic evolutionary changes then settling into that those changes for like a while so like just it happening quicker than like these gradual steps we've gone that was like the previous theory and like they both are theories and they both mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. but like it's, so funny. it's not like one or the other
2: yeah because they are both right technically um, mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah yeah so like I feel like Scully probably would have heard about this as someone who like took like advanced biology classes <laughs> Because it was in, like, 1972, but by that point, I feel like, by the 90s, I feel like it would have been somewhat accepted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. she
1: a doctor? Or have I made that up?
0: She's a doctor. She is.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, she'll definitely, like, MD doctor.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, a medical examiner. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, she definitely leans way more medical examiner than, like, any other sort of area of medicine.
0: Okay. hmm Um... But I really like Mulder's theory. Like it's Buck Wild, but I like this idea of like suddenly, like there's just you know some sort of genetic mutation in humans that suddenly are like the next leap forward. Like that's that's kind of wild.
2: Someone read X Men. <laughs> it's very yeah, X Men of just, you, Mulder. He's
0: just, he's just describing X Men. <laughs> Basically, I
2: mean, yeah.
0: And um, <laughs> and he, of course, he says all that like brilliant, smart stuff. And he has to end it with a joke of. On the other hand, how evolved could a man be who drives a Dodge Dart? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they find a fuller, a cooler full of uh, cancer in the trunk of the car. So then their other theory is that he needs to eat cancer to survive. Disgusting. Which is just like, okay, yeah, why not? Y'all are already confused this whole thing. <laughs> it
2: just doesn't make any sense. I just, like, can't even... I can't even begin with the eating the cancer part and how that just, that's not how any of that works.
1: It could also be why he keeps dying, though, because he keeps putting himself in these, like, risky scenarios where he's, like, trying to eat someone's cancer and they fight back or whatever. So obviously he wasn't going for weak enough people. Uh, (laughs) 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 Until now, maybe.
0: (laughs) So they return to Elaine Tanner's, serve her a warrant, and she's just refusing to talk. She does seem surprised when Scully says that he killed someone. Um, But then, of course, it's like, well, he had his reasons. And I don't believe he killed anyone, but if he had, he was justified in it. (laughs) It's sort of like logic. She honestly reminds me of the mom from home a lot. Like this, like, completely excusing the bad, like, behavior of her Mm -hmm. son Mm -hmm. to the point of, like, enabling him to, like, kill people.
1: I had to look her up to see if I knew her from anywhere because she had that really familiar kind of look to her. Like she kind of reminded me a bit of Angela Lansbury a bit, I think maybe. <laughs> I was like trying to work yeah, out where yeah. did I know her from. Same with the with the female paramedic though as well. I, like I did a the Canadian same
0: with Angela Lansbury. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she tells Scully that God put bets here for a reason. What reason? <laughs> For evolutionary reasons, but he's not telling anybody. (laughs) Right. Meanwhile, her son you know, needs to find more cancer for his little thumb and because he needs to like regenerate his new second person or whatever. So he finds this man at the bar who has lung cancer and he follows him out and confronts him at the car and he says you've got something I need and then just like chops this man up ugh, he's, he's just, you know, I I like that, like the characterization of Bets isn't that like he's doing this maliciously, but it is like, man, you really just keep killing people for your own needs. (laughs) Yeah. He's in this deep already, you know?
1: I love how he, like, identified the the guy for having cancer. It was literally, like, some kind of public health film. Like, do you want this to be you? Like, drinking at the bar, smoking. (laughs) Like,
0: look what's going to happen to you. (laughs) Yeah, like, drinking in the middle of the day, (laughs) smoking. (laughs) Mulder and Scully at Elaine Tanners find out about a storage unit, tips them off. They go to the storage unit. I don't like the scene of Leonard Betts, like, birthing his second body. And, like, it's not so absurd that it, like, starts, like, I think this episode's really interesting because I feel like there are lots of bits where, like, if this wasn't as strong of his episode, this would irritate me, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, the leap from, like, him being able to regenerate parts of his body to, like, him being able to, like, shed his skin and create this, like, dummy is, like, weird totally different worlds. <laughs> yeah. But, like... It's just like, okay, sure, I'm fine. Like, this is a fun episode. I'm really enjoying myself. I'm not going to get too hung up on this, even though it's, like, gross and, like, annoying and weird. <laughs> Can you just imagine walking past a storage unit as, like, someone with the u- unit in there, and you just hear this weird yelling, and you're just like, should I call someone?
2: <laughs> like, what do you do in that situation?
0: <laughs> and Mulder and scholars show up, And they see the blood. And when they open the gate, the lung cancer man falls out. And then suddenly the car comes out and Leonard Betts is driving it. And they just start shooting at the car. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Uh, And then the car explodes.
2: (laughs) This scene made no sense.
0: Like, why is this here? (laughs) they're like they they need to i guess they need to make the connection to like he has faked his own death this is our explanation of how he faked his own death to begin with but it's just very funny
2: (laughs) using fiery car crash twice lazy yes
0: yes he has one trick he could not think of another way to die (laughs) he can't just like shove his dummy body off a roof or something you know it's just like no i need a car crash he's trying to make a statement about how how many people in America die from car crashes each year? I think <laughs> this is a this is a performance piece on his part. We find out the man with the lung cancer is named John Gilnitz, There it is. They always put the term uh, not always all three of them writing it, but whatever Frank or Vince or John write a. monster of the Week, they usually put the name John Gilnitz in it. And so this guy's named John Gilnitz because it's all their names together. And so Muller's like, okay, Bets is still alive. It's like, yeah. And Scully's like, we have his body right here. (laughs) He's like, I mean, he literally died in a car crash before. I'm not going to believe that. (laughs) So they dig up the other body of Albert Tanner. Looks exactly the same. And for the longest time, this is only a recent. Discovery on my part, but when Mulder says, Will the real letter bats please stand up? I thought it was a line to Slim Shady. <laughs> no, because that album didn't come out to like ninety nine or two thousand. That's why I wasn't and sure was about.
1: So what's that original reference to? Like
0: it's to to tell the truth. It's this old game show where they would have like three people, they would have like a person with a biography, like a real person, like like the I'm this architect. Uh... And you would have to guess which one is which. Have, like, have,
2: have okay. you all ever seen Catch Me If You Can? The I had a yeah. long time ago. The Leonardo DiCaprio movie. That movie opens with like that dude being on that show. Uh, that's oh, that's what the show is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Crazy. I assumed it was some kind
1: of U.S. pop culture thing that never really made it over. Right. Because I think over mm-hmm. here, yeah, it, we it would like, only know it from some shady.
0: It's like, like from the seventies.
2: <laughs> it's from yeah, like, the. It's like 70s. from the fifties
0: or seventies. Is ancient, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like. I guess this is where like Eminem got it from,
2: because right. I only
0: know like from will the real you know X. Please stand up from Slim I mean, Shady. Maybe
2: yeah. Eminem was was quoting the X Files the entire time.
0: He's like a, a huge game show fan. Yeah, <laughs> and and but Mulder's like, okay, yes, like my theory. I am I am batting a thousand. Like I am correct once again. And, and Scully's like, I don't know why I'm standing here listening to that. <laughs> I love her. Oh my God, she's so iconic. <laughs> but Mulder has all the proof he needs. Like, he's correct. The show tells him he's correct. It is what it is. <laughs> so, Leonard is back home. He's a mama's boy. And his mom is helping him give his iodine bath for his new weird body. And... She tells him the FBI's on to him and that he's weak and that he should, in so, much, so many words, she says she, he should take the cancer from her body to heal himself, which, like, yeah, I, I don't think you should have that cancer in general. I don't know if she was, like, saving it or something, you know, like, not getting it treated to, like, help her son. I don't know.
2: Right. It's weird.
0: <laughs> What's going on here? What is with their weird relationship? Really <laughs> <creepy>. weird
1: relationship.
0: <laughs> the scholar is taking out Elaine Tanners. Suddenly, an ambulance shows up, and they <laughs> pull their guns on these four ambulance workers.
1: That made me laugh so much. You really shouldn't, but I was just like, what were they expecting? I guess they were expecting, like, <laughs> two of him to be, like, driving the ambulance <laughs> as it came in or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were like, this is an ambush. <laughs> And the the poor people are like, "What? No, we just got to call. We do I don't know what you're talking
2: about." <laughs> the EMTs like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they get it sorted out. And amazing lighting. where like Mulder and Scully go into Elaine Tanner's house, and the doors open. You just see the like the ambulance red flashing. It looked incredible. I love that shot. But Scully goes and she finds Elaine Tanner, and Leonard had like bandaged her and then called the EMTs. So they take her in, Mulder stays at the scene, and Scully goes with the ambulance, and they're trying to find Betts because he had to be close. And Scully's at the hospital, and she's call- she calls Mulder to update him, and as she's getting on the ambulance, she gets like a drop in her head, and she realizes this is the iodine, and she's like, oh no, he's here, actually.
2: Very Silence of the Lambs of the scene. Yeah.
0: <sighs> yes, yes. And and like her just like interrupting Walter to be like, I'm only get over here right now. <laughs> and she, you know, gets up on the roof of the ambulance to see him if he's there, but he had already gotten down and shoves her into the cab of the ambulance, closes the doors, and the very haunting phrase of Bet's telling Scully, I'm sorry, but you have something I need. Ah! Yeah. Oh, suddenly this is a mythology episode.
2: <laughs> it was hiding all along.
0: It was, yeah, they were tricking us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She fights him off. Just a just great shocked, like, uh, thinking of the implications of that statement. And she like def- uses the defibrillator paddles on his head. It's <laughs>
2: just so awesome. She kicks his ass. <laughs> She's like kicking his ass before they get to that point. But like, it's so good. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah.
0: She could defeat a very weakened... um, She could defeat him if he wasn't weakened, I think. But he was pretty
2: weak. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But he's on the concrete, dying, and she is just left with his haunting last words. Last words he ever spoke were to Scully about her having cancer, right? Mm -hmm. Very, very spooky. Mm -hmm. So Scully is, you know dealing with the repercussions of this and it's just sitting in the car as Mulder does all the wrap-up work and everything and he comes out to update her Betts is dead but his mom has survived uh and he's like are you okay and she's just like I want to go home I'm not going to tell him that like what Betts has told me that would set him off too you know Mm mm-hmm and, but he, like, he seems to think that she's worried about what she did, right? Cause she's mm-hmm. upset after, like, killing bats. So he's like, no, you're, you're, you did good work. It's, it's okay. That's not what she's upset about, Mulder. Read the room.
2: <laughs> Maybe just don't push it.
0: <laughs> but she really doesn't. He says, okay. No. And yeah. we'll go home. And the very final scene, Scully wakes up and the clock is at 2 08. Uh, probably a reference to the fact that, season two episode eight one breath is um when she comes back after being abducted and so scully wakes up coughing and she has blood on her pillow from her nosebleed and that's where this episode leaves us in yep. in peril in emotional peril but before we wrap it up we will do our little segments and so our first segment is
2: agent Mulder.
0: shut up Mulder are Mulder And as always, I will go first. <laughs> I'm giving him a five. He was, like, kind of annoying, but, like, very charming. Um, So,
2: five. Laura. uh, I give him a seven and a half because um, he was very annoying to me. Like, all of his little quips. Like, especially, <laughs> like, with, like, how, like, Scully was just, like, not in the mood for it this episode. Like, kind of from the get-go, which I loved. Um, but also like some of them were really good jokes. <laughs> so I had to give it <laughs> to him. Cisco cool or Ebert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to give it to him a little bit. So like seven and a half. Like, <laughs> like like not his worst, but it's it's kind of funny with like how serious the rest of this episode is and he's just like quipping back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Zoe, so, what about you?
0: I quite I don't know.
1: Like uh, again, coming from the expecting Hank Moody kind of field of of thought. Um, I quite like him. I didn't think he was annoying at all. Um, So I don't know. I'm just used to him being way more annoying, maybe. It's like, uh, you know, I've I've had my my, my tolerance is quite quite high for annoying David Duchovny. I don't know. So I'd say, yeah, maybe like a four. I thought like his, um, yeah, I liked all of his quips and like his humor and stuff. And he made him seem quite lovable and like, not, like, the kind of sex-crazed maniac that I'm used to seeing him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. That's later David (laughs) Accompanie. He grows into it over time, I'm sure. And next we have... So, uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Our sassy Scully moment. Laura.
2: Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with... Uh, whenever they were talking about evolution and stuff and uh, Mulder's talking about punctuated equilibrium which is funny because it's an actual theory and Scully's just like Charles Darwin is rolling in his grave right now (laughs) it's like yeah girl the entire episode um (laughs) Charles Darwin to be rolling in his grave right now and you are too a little bit um yeah that was pretty sassy I I mostly picked this one because I didn't want to pick your sassy moment Shelby because I saw uh-huh. your moment from the notes you sent me um I don't want to overlap oh, okay, okay but I will also give a shout out to Mulder's just like straight up shrug in the beginning of the episode in response <laughs> to Scully being like you're not telling me you think a headless body just walked out of this morgue right and he's just like I mean shrug maybe I am so my it's honorable been four years
0: Scully Yeah. You don't need to ask that question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Zoe. Um,
1: I don't know if it's the same moment that you were just alluding to, Um, but there's the bit where, like, um, I think she says, you're not saying it's alive, are you? And then he's just like, no, I'm not saying that that at all, basically. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) I I think – she definitely had capacity for a lot more sass, I think, in this episode than we saw. I don't know if it was kind of, like, alluding towards the ending of being, like, you know, there's she's got more shit going on that we we can kind of sense it before we really know um, where it's headed. And, like, great job in them choosing to end it like that, because as someone who's only seen this one episode, like, it does make you think, like, oh, now I just want to watch the next one and find out what happened, so... So a good shout in doing that yeah. if they did get all those new viewers uh, for this episode because it probably <laughs> did work. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know what's even funny is like the next one they had to like switch the order because like they had to put this one after the Super Bowl. So the next one like is not about her cancer <laughs> at all, <laughs> but it's a very good episode. It's just like just yeah, doesn't mention unrelated. it at all. Yeah,
1: she's in denial, and then you know a few weeks later we'll get back to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine is, Mulder, they're worms. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that line so much. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then...
2: Welcome. You've got mail.
0: Our 90th moment. So do we all have the Borg Attendance Walkman?
2: <laughs> I have a backup. So whoever wants oh, to claim mine. the Walkman can claim the Walkman. I have a, I have a backup.
0: Okay. I have no backup. Um I also have a backup. So Zoe is sure the Walkman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah, I think um the standard like yellow nineties Walkman headphones, just like absolute classic, transported me right back to exactly mm-hmm. when we were supposed to be. So if if mm-hmm. I was under any illusions that this wasn't in the nineties, it snapped me straight back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Laura, what's yours?
2: Um, mine is the lung cancer man smoking indoors at a bar. (laughs) Because anytime (laughs) I see smoking indoors, I'm like, wow, that just is not a thing anymore. That's very 90s. Um, and I actually looked Mm. it up. Pennsylvania banned smoking indoors in like 2008.
1: That's late. That's really late, isn't
2: it? It's more like the early 2000s when a lot of states started banning smoking indoors. Yeah. Um... So that's why it feels very 90s to me, because it's just like, wow, you just don't go anywhere in Mm -hmm. like and like restaurants tended to get like banned smoking indoors before bars. But um, yeah, yeah, bars
0: are pretty late.
2: Yeah. It's just like you don't really go anywhere anymore. And like people are smoking indoors. So that 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 also is like a very time time set piece for me. It's like, ah, smoking indoors. This is this is. Yeah. Yeah, nineties.
0: I I even remember, like, in as a kid, like they, you know, when you went to a restaurant, they'd be mm-hmm. like, smoking or non-smoking. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, there were. it sections, always reminds me yeah. of
0: um, that that cl- that part of uh, Mrs.
1: Doubtfire where they like ask that and it becomes like part of the plot point and i do always think like kids watching that these days would just be like what was that what was even was that <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah. but then like i <laughs> yeah, just yeah. i just looked it up and in the england ban was only in 2007 i can't believe it was so late but i think before yeah, that mm-hmm. there were like rules around it had to be like designated areas so like you could break yours, right. but only in like a designated section a lot of countries in Europe have kept that because like, I lived in France around mm-hmm. t- 2011 to 2014 kind of time. And um, like you go to a club and they'd have like an indoor smoking area inside the club, which was basically mm. just like hotboxing tobacco. It was disgusting. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't God. know why. <laughs> like it's like sweat and like cigarette. It's disgusting. So yeah, I think it, it varied from place to place. But I'm surprised it was as late as it was um but it, cuz it does like mm-hmm. make me think way further back than that mm-hmm. cuz i was like i was in high school in 2007 like it right. wasn't like it was you know my only my like really young childhood so yeah
2: mm mm-hmm. i think it feels very similar in the us it's very similar like there were like designated sections before it was like a complete ban but it just feels like so much like late like it feels like it happened yeah. so much earlier than it actually did
0: yeah, yeah, like the laws were ma- playing catch up to like a- established rules more than like setting the rules. Right. I think I'm gonna give mine to the f- the the ringtones just because there were a lot of phone calls this episode and it really threw me back. The antennas yeah. it really threw me back. I remember, you know, having bite marks on my antenna from like pulling it out <laughs> with my teeth.
1: <laughs> my first mobile so. phone that I got in like. 2002 I think had like an antenna you could screw off and I to this day have no idea <laughs> what purpose Why? that served because like me and my sister when we annoyed each other we'd just like steal each other's antennas from the phone so <laughs> you couldn't use them for anything yeah it was like literally that's the only purpose I can think of
0: yeah you mentioned the screw off antennas I remember all the cars you could unscrew the antennas oh, yeah. too or even like the antenna balls all the jack-in-the-box antenna balls. Mm-hmm. Antannas have died. Um, I don't know where they are now. They're all built in or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. That was the episode. Fantastic episode. It's a Monster of the Week episode, right until it isn't. Right. <laughs> we get the bringing back the fact that, like, throughout the mythology up uh, in the series, we've had this lingering, like, because the cancer, the mention of cancer with, like, abductees was in... Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe 731 or Nisei, mm-hmm. that two-parter. So it's been something kind of brewing for a long time. And we'll talk more about the cancer stuff when those episodes come up. But yeah, like a really big move for the show of like giving Scully cancer. Um, this is also the season Gillian Anderson wins her first Emmy. So, you know, if you're pissed that they gave her cancer and like yet another thing, they're like making G- Scully go through... Just remember, this is how Jillian gets her Emmys.
2: <laughs> they give, gave her an Emmy for it, so.
0: Yes. She's about to do some acting. <laughs> but love this episode. It's so fast-paced and really works. Like, even with all the flaws we pointed out, like, mm-hmm. I genuinely love this episode. I still love watching it. It's really funny. It's quick. And it's brilliant. It's, it, it's what I think. I think of this episode as like a, a very stereotypical x-files episode it kind of has it all you know this this feels like the show firing on all cylinders and really just knowing exactly what it wants to do and really succeeding in that and i love it a ton uh do you have any thoughts
2: um yeah i i really liked it even though they get cancer like just completely wrong just horribly (laughs) horribly wrong but it's I really like that it is sort of this sort of hidden mythology episode, hidden within this Monster of the Week episode, and like you said earlier, like, when the X-Files knows what it wants to do, it it can do it well. And I think that's kind of generally sometimes where the show struggles is when it doesn't know what it wants to do, but <laughs> since it does have such, like, a clear sort of, this such a good jumping off point for this, like, future arc with Scully and has such a clear idea of what it needs to do, I I really liked it. Um, It's definitely up there for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think of it as your first X-Files episode? I
1: really liked it. Like, I probably want to go and, I've been meaning to for like decades anyway, but I do want to go and like watch (laughs) the whole thing. Um, The only question now is like, do I kind of continue from where we picked up here? Like kind of wanting to know where like the Scully Cancer thing goes. Um, mm-hmm. or do I kind of go all the way back and pick it all up I don't know I might end up just carrying on from here for now and um, I did the same thing with like I'm just finishing Star Trek The Next Generation and we're on like season 7 um Uh, I've got like two episodes left I don't want it to end Uh, and I'm gonna probably at some point Uh. have to like go back to the like really early ones that we skipped because I think it would have been harder to get into it like really early on so maybe it'll be a similar Mm -hmm. thing here where it's like you know just worth kind of carrying on with where we've started here um but yeah I don't know you guys tell me what do you think
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean The X-Files has a lot of episodes you could fully skip. They're not good, you know? (laughs) So if you need me to make a list, I'm happy to do that. I've done that several times in my life already. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like, I I think this is a decent point. Like, you're going to miss some of the, like, you know, Scully was abducted stuff. So I guess you could, like, kind of just hit some of those points. Yeah. um, And then kind of follow through or something. But I don't know. I think a lot of it's kind of context will give you enough information so to speak you know like yeah i really like season like i like the early seasons but there are like some like okay some of this is extraneous <laughs> <laughs> it kind of depends on like what you want out of a show like if you're looking for the plot like yeah there's like a very strict like you can just watch these kind of episodes but if you just really like because i like i like watching shows that the episodes that like aren't even good sometimes just because i like Mulder and scully i like seeing them interact right like that's something i really you know like but it is a lot of time it's a huge time commitment for sure
1: yeah but I'm saying this is the person that like watched ER all 15 seasons twice through in like the <laughs> last two years so <laughs> we didn't have a few yeah, lockdowns yeah, yeah. that made it a bit easier but you know like um so I'm sure I'll yeah. get the time eventually like as with most things yeah, so yeah yeah it's just kind of like I
0: feel like it is the kind of show you can like pick and pick a, yeah. you know what's it because I mean the myth I mean that's what the monster of the week are for just like popping in and out you know minimal context needed for the Mythology, or the Monster of the Week, for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of one of the benefits of being like... Except this one. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the benefits of, like, being kind of in, um, able to pick things up that are, like, 10, 15, 20 years old now, like, it's not, um, you know, it's not as important to kind of keep up with things week in, week out as it once was, um, like mm-hmm. i s I'm the person that's like still not finished breaking bad and just keep saying, Oh I will you know, and just like <laughs> having around to it. So that was like the last time I tried to keep up with something like as it was coming out week to week. So um these days, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just kind of like I'm not bothered about getting spoiled. I feel like, you know, these things have become such a part of like pop culture, like references to them are everywhere. Like you can't mm-hmm. be spoiler free for anything anymore. So
0: um, yeah, like, I, I it fully agree with you. I'm like, if I get spoiled, it's it's whatever. Like, right? I don't yeah, know. I agree. It's sometimes it's fun to just know where they like know something and fit, want to see how they get there, like knowing yeah. it, being prepared for it.
1: Hundred percent. If you guys want to pick up on ER and you're just like want even just like the Paul McCrane like um, era, so that's like season four onwards to about season ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. I think eleven might be his last season. um yeah like you could you could definitely watch that as like a standalone show and then I guess it's like the benefit of an ensemble though like you can kind of come in and out like I've got so many friends that are just just fans of the early seasons or like just fans of the later seasons I feel like there's very few of us Mm -hmm. that are like crazy enough to go watch the whole thing several times over yeah
0: but we exist (laughs) (laughs) everybody's been posting about ER I'm like I know. I, part of me wants to get into it, but part of me is like, I don't like to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I mean, th- there was never really a bandwagon. I, I think, like, it, it, it kind of had a resurgence with, like, Alex Kingston fans, like, moving over and, and, and watching it. Um, like, I watched it when it was out way back in the. 90s but stopped once i kind of got to the age where i wasn't in on a on a whatever night it was on to to watch it with my mum the way that i once was um and mm-hmm. then like obviously other um other fans like kind of left when Clooney left and you know there's now the resurgence of people watching it now juliana Margulies has kind of made a comeback and so yeah i think there's gonna kind of be like passing waves over and over but i don't know we could be like the Leonard Betts resurgence wave of er watches like i'd happily do a watch along <laughs> with you
0: guys yeah 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 maybe i'll check it out i'm kind of like i guess in between shows i've been trying to find something i could like put on and crochet yeah to, like, that, half definitely. pay attention to you know definitely maybe er
1: yeah like if you want to like delve in and pay loads of attention it's kind of the more frustrating it gets because you notice with anything that's had different showrunners and writers over the years like you can just see that mm-hmm. like they went there when that you know character was brought in and so they've lost some backstory one character has like a completely contradictory backstories like told in two different seasons <laughs> like you know it's just you know it's what happens when something runs for so long
0: uh do you have anything to plug maybe your Twitter uh, or, yeah
1: I I, well I'm like Mora's t on everything so Maura t is like my favourite actress from ER and so if I'm watching a new show when it comes out its chances are it's her new project <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's Mora M-A-U-R-A S in the middle because n- no one can get the original handle and then T-N-E-T-I-E-R-N-E-Y um, and I'm that on like Twitter, Tumblr, Discord not that you'd find me um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, worth finding me. That that's usually what I am. But yeah, nothing to plug really. And um, we're actually we have an ER Discord server that um is like we rebranded ourselves as like a kind of queer women's Discord server within the ER fandom. Um, so if anyone's interested, if you search on Tumblr, you could probably find us, or on my Twitter
0: actually. Cool. Nice. So that was the episode. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we are. Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, we are condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. Next time, we are talking season four, episode 13, Never Again. <laughs> excited. I, I've i been saying this every time I've said like a next episode, but I am excited for this one too. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Everyone, have a nice weekend. Bye. Bye. Oh, and thank you to Zoe for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much. You're
1: welcome.
0: Anytime.